A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So pretty much any conversation you have is not for nothing. Hello, I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and today our conversation is with Ethan Howard Ham again. Hello. Hi, guys. So, you and I have found ourselves in a space we've been before. Many times. <laughs> We're moving. <laughs> Yay. Um, I think we talked about it on the show last year. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and see. I think we talked about how it's COVID, so we're moving. We're, you know, last year it was... I think we did. I believe so, because I remember being very conscious of the fact that if we're going to have to stay in our house for a little while, if we're going to be confined to our home, we wanted a home that we loved and the apartment we lived in as the pandemic started, we did not love. It was it was a very, very good apartment to rent, sight unseen, moving to it from New York City. We got very, very lucky. We did. But as you do, you you see the nuances of your home and you find that it just doesn't work for you anymore. So we moved here to this apartment and now we're moving again. Yep. I like to say that first apartment was a great starter apartment, like you said, to rent sight unseen. We got very lucky with it. Mm -hmm. The next apartment, which is the one we're sitting in right now, was a great first quote-unquote real apartment. Mm -hmm. Like a grown-up's apartment in a grown-up's apartment building to live in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we grew out of this one, so now we're moving to what, uh, you know, ostensibly will be our... Final home before a home. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's hard to define it, but it's a place we're going to stay put for a very long time. Unless something really, really great happens to us. Um, like Or tragic. You never like know. the opportunity to buy a home or yeah. something. We're not buying yet, but we... Um, this apartment that we're in now that we're moving away from, it... Well, we'll get into it. It really... It changed quickly during the pandemic, I'll say. Yeah, and from Um, what we've heard, uh, we're not the only ones who thought that. (laughs) (laughs) And like constantly, like every day now, we see U-Hauls coming in and out. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's something very good on the onset and very unsavory Mm -hmm. once you've lived here for a while. So let's get into it because today's episode is that we're talking about the many, many moves of Kyle and Ethan. Yeah, because we, you know, uh, I got to see you move, live in a couple of different places in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and then we moved together to New York and lived in a few places there. And we'll, uh, once we move to this next place, have also lived in a few places here. Right. Um, and I don't know. I like the idea of sharing your life, but. My life by proxy with well, you. Well, I mean, my life and your life go together. Right. Um, sharing that a little bit with your listeners. And I thought this would be fun to uh-huh. talk about all the places we've lived. Well, and I was thinking about it the other day because I saw Facebook. She's a she's a messy hoe because she don't let you forget anything ever. Mm-hmm. And I popped up, a, a memory popped up that said, was me in 2011 or was it 2010? It was 2010. It was 11 years ago. 2010. I was excited about finally signing the lease for my new apartment in Birmingham on Idlewild Circle. Yep. And do you know how much that that apartment rent rent was? Wasn't it like 400? 350 dollars. Yeah. Like, could you imagine paying rent for 350 dollars today? Like, no, because let me tell you, <laughs> last night. <laughs> Last night, for some reason, I was like, hmm, I wonder how much an apartment will go for in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I looked it up. Uh, turns out, not a whole lot less than what we're paying. Well, I, I'll just say this. I'll be vague and also sort of, I guess, uh, a misdirect a little bit just for the sake of it. But my very first apartment I rented on my own in Birmingham, which was actually my second apartment on my own. Yeah. Um was $350 and now we're paying almost a couple of thousand more a month for that. Yeah. <laughs> for our apartment. Well, how much was the um the first apartment you rented here in LA? I cuz 
I guess I think the listeners, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I don't want to assume that you've listened to every episode of this show. But um, when I was 19, I moved to Los Angeles by myself. Um, Well, sort of by myself. I lived with my cousin for a little while, and he still lives here uh, in L.A. to this day. And we're very close, and we're very, we see each other, you know, outside of the pandemic parameters. We see each other quite often. We're great friends. Um, but I eventually moved out of his apartment and moved into my own. It was a studio, which was a pretty big studio. I'd say it's, it was not quite as big as this apartment we live in now. So it was probably about 450 square feet or maybe 350 square feet for a studio. But one person living on his own, that was enough. It was, it was a big apartment. Um, I paid $750. Wow. But I will say this, I, a friend a friend from church, she is Korean. She she um, spoke Korean. She found this apartment in a Korean newspaper, and it was in Koreatown, and I rented from a Korean landlord, and the building manager, quote-unquote building manager, never saw him ever, just was the man I went upstairs and knocked on his door and gave him my rent check. Uh, he only spoke Korean as well. So it was, it was what it was. It was... Um, yeah. You had that real like new kid on the block LA experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting because that apartment did come with two parking spots. So I, huh. I've i been very lucky in my life. What year was that? 20, 2007. So that's so wild to me that like just, you know, we won't get on this topic really, but rent prices have gone up that, that much mm-hmm. that quickly. Yeah. It was, it was um, 12 years ago now, I guess. Wait, no, 30, 14 years ago now. Um, yeah, for, in, in about 15 years, rent prices, which I don't know. I mean, that 750 for a studio and what we're paying for, cause we'll get into the apartment we're moving to a little bit because that's the exciting part. Um, the apartment we're moving to is much larger than my studio and it has right. a lot more going for it, but yeah, I mean, studios now in Koreatown, probably minimum 1500 mm-hmm. so double you know at least doubled in the last 15 years yeah. for that so before we really get into it i'd just kind of like to establish a couple of things for the mm-hmm. audience first of all it's probably going to sound like we're bragging by the end of this and maybe we are a little bit but it ain't, what is it that really, rob Lowe always says it's not bragging if you did it yeah um, <laughs> i mean and that's the point like we Part of the reason why I wanted to kind of do this is to show people out there who are maybe kind of going through a similar thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll live in some crappy places. You'll live in some weird neighborhoods. Uh-huh. But eventually, if you if you stick to it and you work hard, you'll get to the place that you're proud to live in. Well, and, and I think the point is you have to be you have to be present. You have to be present and like not try. And, and we've not been successful at this every time, but you have to you have to maintain where you are. Love where you are. Be present with where you are. Make the most of where you are and not just keep chasing that, that, you yeah. know, bigger, better, more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was, that first apartment experience was quite an experience. Everything in that apartment was a piece of furniture with a Swedish name. Um, we won't name any particular brands, but <laughs> you can guess. But uh, and I that was the not that was the apartment where I figured out that I'm very very good at putting together furniture. Praise be because I am not. <laughs> and um, yeah, like because we were at dinner with Michelle and Flo, two people who've recently been on the podcast. We were everyone is vaccinated. Everybody has been yeah. vaccinated. We were over there for a small intimate dinner. For your birthday mm-hmm. three days ago. Happy belated birthday. I'm Which, 30 now. You're 30. You're in your 30s and you're moving to a big boy house. Um, we were over there and they are still getting their apartment together because the parallels, they just moved to a new apartment just a couple of weeks ago and they had a table they wanted to put together. Just a little, you know, end table thing. And I asked Flo, while Michelle's cooking, you're talking to her in the kitchen. Flo is trying to put his projector up because he's got this fantastic projection system because he's a film guy. And I said, do you need any help? And he goes, you could actually put that table together. And Michelle's like, Flo, how (laughs) dare you ask someone to come over and put 
furniture together. She cracks me up. And I was like, it's fine. I'm actually very good at it. I actually really enjoy it when it's small pieces like that. The bar cart or the bar cabinet that we have right here that's going to be coming with us, Mm -hmm. that almost broke me. Like that was almost the piece of furniture. I was like, I'm never putting together furniture again. I'll pay triple the price from Ashley Home Furniture just so I can have it delivered fully assembled because that made me cry. It took me two days to put that thing together. Was it worth it? No. You don't think so? I love this piece of furniture. Do you? Yes. I, I I like it. It's it's heavier than an elephant. Um like the the delivery guy, which it, it does yeah. when you when you disperse the weight, it is much easier to put together in the box. The delivery guy could not lift it over the threshold. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to leave it right I'm here. I'm leaving it out here. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Because he knocked on the door and he goes, I got to leave this out here. This thing's too heavy. <laughs> so it's got to be over 100 pounds. Maybe not. Maybe I think, it's, it, I think it's 70. 70, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was heavy. It was big. And, and I don't know. And you had to just like roll it all around in yeah. the floor to put it together. They're like, now flip it upside down and nail this thing to the bottom. Then flip it right back up and nail this thing in the middle. And I'm like, I hate this thing. I hate it. It didn't come from Ikea. I hate it. Ikea, they don't make you do that so much. Um, but yeah, I put together Flo's table mm-hmm. in like 15 minutes. Yeah. And they were like, it looks nice. It looks great. I'm yeah. like, I'm really good at this. That being said. Well, the other, the only other sort of disclaimer I wanted to give was, I don't think we're necessarily going to talk about like rent prices and stuff that we pay. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't That's a little gauche. That. You know? that, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's why when I said... It's almost a misdirect to even say that. That yeah. we're paying a couple of thousand more than we did for my first apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on moving again? Well, um, I'm not really stressed about it at all. Uh, partly because, again, not to brag, but uh, we're able to have movers this time. So mm-hmm. we're literally just going to... Which I want to say, movers, like, th- I don't know why more people don't get movers. Because like, it costs money. Well, I don't understand. But the thing is, we've done the math, We're and it's going to cost about 350 bucks If you're not moving a very long way, if you're not moving very far, it's like 60 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And we're moving four or five blocks, maybe tops, up the street yeah. to in this same neighborhood. And... I just and in 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 LA anywhere really you have to budget your move. You got to pay deposit, first month's rent, application fees, um, rent the U-Haul, mm-hmm. which is uh, like maybe thirty three percent of the movers' fee. Yeah, like I don't understand why more people don't just budget for movers too if it's a short distance. Because I mean it's not that much money. It's not like. An extra thousand dollars, you know? Well, I mean, you say that, but it's not that long ago that we were in a place where if somebody said, why don't you just get movers? We would have looked at them like, like we would have wanted to punch them in the throat. That's true. It is true. Like, what do you, oh, it's just that easy just to spend an extra $300 and get movers. Like lots of people don't have that, you know? I don't know, but like, I don't know why more people don't, if they have the luxury to budget that. Like if, if that's not a ton of money, but maybe they do. Maybe they do now because I haven't been, like we helped. Um, some friends moved the other day, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I was I was happy to help because there's just something about somebody else's stuff that I don't care to move it. My stuff, I'm like I'm so precious about everything I got, and I'm like, oh god, I don't want to move this. Like it's taken me a while to pack, um, because I am a little bit precious about my stuff. But I think you will agree that I have gotten much much better about how precious I am about my stuff. Hmm. Would I agree? I'd have to think on that. <laughs> I think you would. If you look at how neurotic I was some years ago towards how neurotic I am now, I think you'd agree that I'm a little bit better about that. Don't I you think, think it's a combination of I think you've gotten a little bit better about that. And I've also sort of given up the ghost on it because I was like, I'm going to let you do this because I don't want to touch it. No, I mean, like last night, you're like, I'm going to pack this box of books. And you're like, how do you want me to pack this? And I'm like, however you want, just throw them in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess, <laughs> but that's, the, I don't know. I mean, I guess that is a step in the right direction because you have now like separated in your mind books that you quote unquote don't care about. Yeah. And books that you do. Well, I've, there were, okay, I still wrapped some of my books in bubble wrap on this move, but mm-hmm. that's my business. I like what I like, you know? 
Um, but I, as I would see you're looking over, our <laughs> house is a disaster right now. Like there's, st- there's boxes everywhere. We're packing everything up and I can hear over my shoulder, Bo, <laughs> our baby cat. Mm-hmm. He, lo- we have this huge box of, it's like a maybe three foot tall box. It's about the same size as like, it goes up a to about the back furniture. of the couch. Yeah. It's yeah. about a small furniture, a small refrigerator. Yeah. Um, size box and that's where all the packing material was in our storage unit uh at our apartment we're not like renting everything everywhere we had a closet in the garage yes, very very um, handy and we we sort of fortuitously kept all of our boxes from the last move we did so we now knew. we don't have to be yeah we knew we'd be moving again someday and that's the thought that i had last night i was thinking to but myself, anyway I my was point to, m- to that was that the cat is playing in the box of of papers. Of paper. Of moving papers. Yeah. I just wanted to get that in before we moved on to your thought from last night. Yeah, he loves to jump in there and make himself a little nest and sleep for like four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, no, what I was going to say is last night I was thinking when we move into this new place, I think we should throw out the boxes. Oh, yeah. We're totally going to throw those away. We and should, then they're going to behave gonna... as though this is not this right. is the last time. And then know? six weeks later, we're going to get a notice that says this building is being demo- demolished and you have three <laughs> months to get out. And it's like, damn it. Why do we throw the boxes away? But no, you got to act in the moment. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with the life you have. And we're moving to this place and we're excited about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's, let's get go into back. It. Let's go back and get into it. We'll start at the what? The very beginning. Uh-huh. Yes, let's start at the very beginning. Where do you want to start? Well, you talked a little bit about the Koreatown place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should start at the Idlewild Circle apartment. Yeah. Because I have very fond memories of that apartment. I did, I did a life redo. Like, I graduated college, high school. I had never been on an airplane. We talked about this on my birthday episode last year. Right. Um, I had never been on an airplane. I went to college at the local community college, Wallace State Community College. Um, and the... Which should be changing its name any day now. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it if they would change their name from that. But whatever. It, it, it's ironic. Um, maybe. I don't know. But I, w- I had the opportunity to go on a trip to Europe with that college. And I went on, I went to Europe. I met some friends for life on that trip. Timmy Coates just wished you a happy birthday on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's interesting. It's so funny how worlds collide because I met Timmy Coates, my freshman year in college when you were a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you met him in New York. We've partied in New York at some hotel bars. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. And yeah, so it's just funny how worlds collide. But anyway, I went there and when I came back, I was just so like eager to see the world. So I left, I left college and moved to California at 19 and, um, I stay and I stayed here a year and you know, it's interesting how formative a year can be Oh yeah, when you're in a certain place in your life. Um, and then I moved back, I moved back to Alabama. I did a life redo. I went to I went to UAB. I moved into the dorm. I went back to the life of a student, and I met you. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year in college, as one does, I moved to an apartment mm-hmm. um, in Idlewild, or on Idlewild Circle, uh, near the Glen Iris Elementary School, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, owns radio stations. I did not know that. I read that this morning really? on my on my K hole Wikipedia dive. Looking for this wor- woman named Luca Carson, who used to be Luca World from 1037 The Q. That's a whole thing. Anyway, yes, the Idlewild apartment. Yeah, I have some fond memories of that place just because that's where you and I spent a lot of time oh, together yeah. when we had first gotten together, you know? Right. Well, that's interesting because I met you when I was living in the dorms as an RA, and that derailed very quickly. <laughs> Yeah. The RA well, job, not you and me. Uh, the RA job derailed pretty quickly. I moved out of the freshman dorm. I was a, dar- a freshman RA. Um, that, was, that was a whole lot. <laughs> well, that's, I think, a characteristic of yours that in some ways carries over to this day, which is when you're over something, you are 100% over it. <laughs> I, I Well, I was 22. Almost. Well, no, I turned 23 in that dorm because i was a year behind i took a year off so i was a year behind everybody else my yeah. age 
And I'm a 23-year-old person, and they're making me live my life by some very strict rules. And I'm like, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm 23. If I can't have overnight guests whenever I want overnight guests, goodbye. You are dismissed. Hmm. Um, And, you know, and it seems very big at the time, but whatever. Anyway, I did not get asked to reapply to be an RA for the next semester because they were like, you don't take this seriously. And I did take it seriously for a while. Whatever. Moved to Idlewild. It was the tiniest little apartment that was stuck in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. It had a little di- it had a little diner style peninsula cabinet in the kitchen. It had the back door. Um, it had that sort of concrete poured, like I don't know, like hospital cafeteria like floors that had like yeah. it was like poured. Or it was tile. I don't know. It was poured and it's got those speckles in it. It was like, looked like tiles, but it wasn't tiles. It was all fully poured um, throughout the apartment. Um, it had more closets than I could ever imagine. I don't know why I had so many closets. I had one in the bedroom, one in the hallway, one in the living room, one in the bathroom. I know I had two. I had two. Oh, wait, I already said that. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, I had two in the in the living room, but one was in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and it was haunted. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's it was that. Haunted by a friendly ghost. Oh, she was great. She was fantastic. I loved it. Benny would, Benny would play with her mm-hmm. and, and stuff. It was fun. People would get freaked out when they'd see Benny playing with no one, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's just our ghost. So yeah, yeah. you. Uh, I forget who you were talking to, but you were remembering how you would like sit out on the back, like the back porch thing uh-huh. out that back door and for the life of me i couldn't even place that because i had never once set foot outside that Mm-mm. back door <laughs> no i mean and, and the friend that was talking about that he's mistaken he said we used to smoke pot on the back porch i'm like i never did that that's absolutely incorrect. maybe they did i don't think so because i never used that i never yeah. used that back porch he's like i know we did and i'm like girl i have never been one to like regularly smoke pot. Mm-hmm. I can count on one hand how many times I've smoked pot in my entire life. And I know that I did not do that with you in my apartment. But anyway. Well, if I remember correctly, it was a small apartment, but it was big enough for like the living room was big enough for a TV and mm-hmm. like two chairs. Yeah. Well, I had, I had a couch. I had that couch there was after a, couch, a while, yeah. but for a little while there was only that one recliner mm-hmm. and that TV. And yep. you and I used to sit in that recliner together like oh, yeah. crazy people. Like lovers. Oh, like lovers. Um, yeah, we would watch TV. And the kitchen was large enough for like a little dining Yeah, there was spot. this little bitty... It was funny because it was your grandfather who gave it to me. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? Mm-hmm. He gave me that little bitty two like table and chairs. It was two chairs on a table. And we would have dinner there. We would cook dinner and then eat there at that little... I mean, it was just the cutest little life we were, yeah. we were building. There, you were still living at home, mm-hmm. but you would come over and hang out in my apartment all the time. Mm-hmm. You'd sleep over sometimes, mm-hmm. and you know there was it was air conditioned somehow. It was air conditioned by one window unit in the deep south summer heat, mm-hmm. and that window unit blasted was, that. Well, place. that's the thing: appliances that were made in from the seventies or earlier, they were made to work. Mm-hmm. Like a refrigerator from the seventies. You can count on that thing. They'll freeze you out until the until at least fifty years from now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was good. But then Sarah, another friend of the show, we moved to um to a house across the way, which was also haunted and rickety, and it was beautiful. We loved that existence. Uh, oh Had my god! Fireplaces loved, all over that house. Loved that. I mean, my uh-huh. god! Like if that if people moved in, and I guess they did, because you know we kind of. Driven by sometimes and looked, and the people mm-hmm. who moved into it looked like they did a good oh, job. Oh, they did with a it. great job. They did a great job. But that's the thing. If people who like were able to invest in that house invested in it, that mm-hmm. house would be stunning. Yeah. It was a good area. Like, two living rooms, mm-hmm. a big, large kitchen, two yeah, bedrooms. We, we had a full living room in the front that was just empty the whole time we were there mm-hmm. because we never had enough furniture to fill it. Um, there was the living room and the den. Yeah, there was the den. Well, actually, that den we made into the living room, they said, used to be a uh, dining room. That used to be the dining room. 
And then, uh, the bre- and then that little dining room was a breakfast nook, they said. Gotcha. And then there was this little hole in the floor, that and that sense. was for the servant's bell. Yep. That's what they told me. That it was for the servant's bell. So this was kind of a fancy middle class, like upper middle class house at one point in its lifespan. And it had a Jack and Jill bathroom for the girls shared. And I used the bathroom alone because I was we were living two girls and a guy, three's company style. Uh, we had it was fun. It we yeah. had seances in that house. We had drag race drag parties, race parties. Dressed up. People loved that house. We had a lot mm-hmm. of fun in that house. We had puzzle parties. Do you remember the puzzle parties oh, where yeah. we just get together, drink wine, and make them put together puzzles all night and yep. chat? It was so much fun. That house. Um, I don't want to go house by house by house because that's just a little bit too much overload. So we'll skip ahead. We moved to New York. New York. We got a um. Got a very good deal. Yeah. We we moved into Father, now Father William Ogburn. He is the rector of St. Paul's in Brooklyn. St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Brooklyn. Um, We're good friends. And um, he was going to the general seminary. So we lived on campus at a priest's college mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when we moved to New York, which is not a... Not a um, common way to move to new york yeah. and also it is in the the neighborhood of chelsea which is one of the fanciest little neighborhoods in new york city so that's yeah. another if you're moving to a new city don't move Mm-mm. to the greatest neighborhood of all time we had no idea how lucky we were until we <laughs> left and then we tried because he was because that was just for the summer just a, a transition period to get to new york um, and well, we lived the, in Chelsea. The situation with that was he was he he lucked into one of the only like single dorms on the well, campus. Well, I, I think you can like they're supposed to. I mean that that room that he lived in was supposed to be for at two least people. two people, yeah, possibly four. Um, and right. he just was like, I'm living alone, so he got all the whole floor, the whole unit right. to himself. And but, then he went away to work in a church because yeah. that's part of his stuff. And he was like, if I don't keep it occupied, I'm going to lose it. Yeah, and he, I can't have that. he can sublet it. So that's why we did that. And then a few months later when he came back from England because he was working in England in a church and he needed to, you know, come back. Mm-hmm. We had to find a new place to live. And we got a real big dose of reality of what living in New York's New York was like. Because we were trying to find places we could afford, and we just kept moving further and further and further away from the epicenter of Manhattan. We wound up in Washington Heights, but not without a pit stop in Harlem, living with a friend Mm -hmm. on an air mattress that eventually popped. Um, And then we moved in with another guy for a year in an apartment, in a beautiful apartment in an old hotel suite. Our apartment used to be an old hotel suite. I just remember that apartment being very creepy. That apartment that we lived yeah. in. Oh, well, do you remember the day we moved out and I tried to go up to that first? Because like we had, ne- we lived on the second floor. No, no, no. That was the next apartment, wasn't it? Yeah. That one was creepy. Yeah. That one was very creepy. I'm, I'm getting confused. Really? Because I can't remember what the lobby of that apartment we lived in with Danny looked like. Do you remember? Oh, really? The- I do. What is the? Let me think. What was the? It lobby? was very vaulted, high ceilings with one of those big, huge. Uh, lamp chandeliers. I cannot remember for the life I, of me that, that I think, apartment. I think there were uh, mailboxes on both sides. I'm pretty sure. And that's I, it. it. I wish like I could remember stone. it. I cannot remember that apartment. Really? I cannot remember the floor, the, the lobby of that apartment because I keep picturing our single apartment that we moved to next, the next year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the lobby of that looked like at all. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. But we lived with this other guy. and And again, what could have been a beautiful apartment? It could have been a beautiful apartment, but it was sparse yeah. because we ne- we hadn't got because we were I was friends with this guy and he was cool, but then he moved we moved in with him and he just got weird. Yeah, like I guess super that happens. Weird <laughs> and like, I guess that happens when you move in with somebody. Um, and we kind of had some tension at times because he would bring some odd ducks into our house. Um, and we had like two chairs in the living room and a TV, and then we kept all of our stuff. That was the apartment for a year. We slept on an air mattress mm-hmm. with our cat. We took our cat, Benny, because that's what we forgot to mention. We adopted Benny, in, or I adopted Benny when I moved to that first apartment in, on Wild Circle. Right. And you had, you were over there all the time, so Benny got to know us together. So he we you know we we I adopted Benny just a couple of months after we started dating, and um, so Benny, you went with me to pick up Benny. 
and Benny quickly became our cat. So, um, yeah, so we took Benny to New York. We moved him all around New York. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we had a pit stop with uh, when we moved from Harlem with our friend to we had like three weeks we had to live somewhere else and we were living with this guy that's near columbia oh that's the creepy one you're yeah, thinking of i think that one was real creepy that was super creepy and the guy kept trying to kidnap benny do you remember that uh-huh. like we were like we're gonna have to move to another apartment for a little bit because we had to couch surf for about a month before we could get into that apartment with danny and the guy was like i can keep benny for you and he yeah. kept picking up benny and like trying to get him and our friend said he was she was going to keep him for three weeks um she's now like a scientist in England. Really? Yeah. I I checked up on her. We haven't talked to her in a while and I checked up on her, but she kept Benny. But like, I was like, can you come get Benny tonight? Cause our roommates trying to kidnap our cat. Um, yet again, another air mattress. We live there, but in that apartment with Danny, we slept on an air mattress for a year. It popped three times. Mm -hmm. We all, we always boxed it back up, took it to target and was like, we got this home and it had a hole in it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and they, three months after we bought it three months after we bought it <laughs> and they're like whatever and they're like whatever here's a new one so we we, we that's how we did that for a year because we quickly realized we didn't want to bring all of our stuff to danny's apartment to that apartment with danny because we were like we gotta get out of here this yeah. guy's crazy because we'd be watching tv and all of a sudden a woman would just walk through our living room she's like hey what's up and i'm like i hate this i hate that there's strangers in my house and that other day that other time the other crazy guy well, you had just left for work and I was watching TV and this guy walks through the living room. Didn't know he was even in my house. I was in my like pajamas having mm-hmm. my morning coffee and he walks through wearing a silk kimono and a dog collar. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, who are you? And he told me his name. He's like, I'm visiting from Boston. Danny said it would be okay if I just hung out here at the house today. And I was like, well, Danny was mistaken <laughs> because all of my expensive things are here. Cause you know, I had my computer, had things like that. And you know, just my stuff. I'm like, I don't want a, a strange man just hanging out in my house. So I kicked him out mm-hmm. and you know, that was it. Um, The weird thing to me though was like, before we moved in together, Danny was like real... I kind of hope he doesn't listen to this. I'm sure he doesn't. I, but. I'm certain Danny's not. And I'm not saying his last name. And if he is listening, you were weird. Um, he, he, he was like, before we moved in together, he was very like nice and outgoing and friendly. And then we moved in together and immediately he just never spoke to us. Yeah, he just all... Because his, his bedroom was in the front door. Um, but then after a year, we moved to our own... Like we cut our... I mean... The apartment we moved to was about a third of the size of that one because that was a mm-hmm. huge apartment. Mm-hmm. That could have been a fantastic apartment. Um, and if we, I would love to live there today if we had enough money to rent it by ourselves. Yeah, that would have been a fun experience living there by ourselves. But um, we moved to a tiny, tiny little apartment, and the, I'm really proud of that little baby apartment we had for three years or four years in uh, New York. Because that was the apartment that my mom came to visit. Mm-hmm. My sister came to visit me in that apartment. Um, we, we actually got to know the neighbors, the guys with the snakes. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And then there was that like creepy witch that lived across the hall. Oh, I forgot about her. <laughs> oh, man. She would always be like, she came home and like, or no, I would come home and she would open the door. She was like waiting on me. And she goes, hey, come here. And I'm like, oh, God, what is she going to do? And she goes, I got your package. And I'm like. Oh my God, why couldn't you just left it on the doorstep like a normal person? And she made me get her package. Um, and then there was that creepy, but it had that creepy laundry room in the basement. So, you know. Ooh, I just remembered the lobby of that one because I remember the laundry room. I remember it now. I mm-hmm. remember the lobby. It was huge. Yeah. You're right. I remember that lobby. Okay, sorry. That was my moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we stayed there for four years and it was it was a happy little home. I liked it. Um, what do you remember about that one? I didn't like it as much. I mean, you know, it was our home and we were, well, that's like, the, okay, we were can so we, happy. Can we acknowledge something just a little bit? Mm-hmm. You are, you were in a space in your life where you wanted more. You all, mm-hmm. you were always seeking more. Yeah. And you could never just be satisfied with what you had. Mm-hmm. And so, but looking back, you know, from the perspective you have now, do you like the memories you had in that apartment? Oh yeah, we had lots of good times in that apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, 
you know, I I don't know how much we'll get into this, but when certain things happen in apartments or homes where you live, you can kind of attach a little bit of the trauma of those things to that place. That's true. Cause I, that I've done a, that to this apartment and that apartment has some of that for me. Oh, does it? Yeah. Um, but you know, there are also some positive times. We made some really good friends in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I loved living in that neighborhood. That neighborhood was fantastic. Was so Cause if you, if you look it up, if you want to know, if you are familiar with New York, it was up in, um, Inwood, which is above Washington Heights, yeah. Washington Heights. We were very, very, very close to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. We were next to the Cloisters, that park in Wood Hill Park. Um, there was lots of restaurants we would go to there. We would go to the coffee shops, the Indian Road Cafe. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And uh, we would go on a we would walk that all around the neighborhood. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I would run in that neighborhood, run to the run to the parks. I did a lot of running because we almost lived in a different apartment in that neighborhood. Call, it was at the corner. <laughs> Do you remember it? It was at the corner of Seaman and Cumming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we did not live there. And we were like, they had to know what they were doing. They with this. had to know. And I was like, come to a party at the corner of Seaman and Cumming. Um, but I would always run by that apartment when I would be on my neighborhood run. And I'd be like, we almost live there. Um, but yeah, it was, we met some really nice people in that apartment. Um, Jared and Chris mm-hmm. and. Or Jared and Christopher. Sorry, he likes to go by Christopher. Um, and Brandon and Kirk. Brandon and Kirk mm-hmm. is there. And, you know, we had a lot of friends up there. Um, but, yeah. And then New York, we were like, we got to move. Yeah. Um, so. Something had happened that year where just, we reached the point where something happens where whenever I'm like, like if I have a client and I'm doing a facial and mm-hmm. we're small talking, because some people like to talk during a facial and um they always ask well what brought you here from new york when that comes up yeah and i always say well you know we just reached the point where it felt like we were always on that treadmill chasing after the carrot yeah and we would never catch that carrot and and, and i something say about that analogy too, but i do say that exact same thing i said it always feels like my partner and i were 10 minutes too late for everything we tried yeah. in new york and both of those analogies people just get it people yeah, are they like super oh yeah get it they get it and i'm just like but i said but the thing is we've been here for three years one of those years i kind of feel like doesn't count towards like but i don't know it, it kind of does count 2020 because i've made a lot i mean oh yeah 2020 changed the hell out of me mm-hmm. like 2020 changed me my too. dna makeup and you too but different but like different situations 2020 really like changed the person i am in a sense not mm-hmm. not who i am at my core but like i don't know it revealed who i was mm-hmm. it revealed to me to be a more complete person in so many ways but yeah, I but like we've been here three years and we've had great success here yeah. so far. And I'm just like, I guess you just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I ever gave you this analogy, but I said this to somebody too uh, once. They said, what do you think is the difference between living in New York and living here? Mm-hmm. I said, I feel like when you move to New York, the city says to you, welcome to New York. You better fit in or else. Yeah, exactly. And then, That's exactly right. And then LA is like, welcome to Los Angeles. There's something here for you. Right. And that's, that's exactly right too. There's something here for you. And I told, because I was telling people, they're like, why do you like LA better than New York? And I said, cause I got room to breathe. New York, put it on a billboard, what you're supposed to love. This is the, mm-hmm. you look over here. This is the kind of clothes you're supposed to be wearing. You look over here. That's the Broadway show you should be seeing. You look mm-hmm. over there and you're like, that's who you should be listening to. Or you look over there. There's a billboard that says, this is the club you should be going to. They tell you what's in and you better fit in. And here, like, it might sound like a small thing, but I never felt as as sort of welcome to experiment with my look mm-hmm. here. Like I, n- I never felt that way in New York. I felt yeah. like I needed to look sharp and and you know cool. And, and we and you want to know something though? We did. We looked yeah. fantastic in New York, and we're very casual. We're very like if New York was a buttoned up peacoat, we are a peasant blouse in L.A. <laughs> it's very fun. Um, but we, I mean, we're still polished. We, I think we still have a little bit of that New York polish. People very, people still tell me they're like, you, you have this look about you that's different. And I'm like, well, it's because I lived in Alabama. I grew up in Alabama. I spent five very formative years in New York, and mm-hmm. now I'm here in LA. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a good mix for us, I think. So we were in that apartment for four years. And then, uh, I won't go into the whole story, but we ended up having to stay in New York after that lease was up longer than we thought yeah, we would. Yeah, we, we had to wind up staying there. Uh, so I would like to kind of like quickly skim through all the places we stayed <laughs> between that lease and then leaving the city. Uh-huh. Because those, I have some honestly great memories <laughs> of, the, of that, that time. That might be one of my favorite times Me of too. living in New York. Just like... Fig- well, and that, and I will say because, okay, I'll give you the specs. I screwed up the lease, and we had, and it was just a whole thing. So we, it was a screw up that led to us having to stay in New York a little bit longer. Um, but that's the thing. We screwed it up on the way in. We screwed it up on the way out, and that's yep. just how it is. Yep. So, and that that led us to having to be there a little longer, and we just kept having to kick the can down the road and figure it out, and. Looking back, maybe maybe our brains are remembering it differently because that's how your brain works yeah. with memory. Looking back, that really made us prepared for anything because oh, yeah. we had to just figure it out, box it up, like pack it up, and go somewhere else. Like day by day, we mm-hmm. had to figure it out, and we were and we did it, and we did it, and then like um, figure it out day by day, and then we stayed in uh, several apartments. We only had to rent two two, two apartments on Airbnb. Because we had a friend who was um, our friend, a friend of the show, actually, Kristen. Mm-hmm. She was on here talking about when her dad passed away um, and grief and stuff like that. And it's just interesting that now my dad has passed away. And, and it brings me closer to her as a younger, mid-30s person who lost their parent, mm-hmm. you know. But we stayed in her apartment because her job took her around the country many, many, many times. And she needed someone to babysit her dog, yeah. Oliver. Little Ollie, which we did. So we got the opportunity to live there in the most beautiful apartment in New York City. Yeah. Her apartment was fantastic. It was a studio, but... But not really. The way that it was... (laughs) It was so big and so, like, sectioned off that it was just fantastic. And it was up in... uh, What was it? Ridgewood? No. What's it called? It was in... Riverside? I would have to look at it. I would have to look it up on the... But anyway, it was in the Bronx, but it was fantastic and beautiful and... It was right on the river. And her unit was on the corner, so she, it, that apartment gave me very like Mary Tyler Moore vibes. Mm-hmm. It really it was, did. It was all a studio, but the bathroom was separate. There was a little sort of there was uh, a nook for the closet. Yeah, and then and there was, was a little nook for the bed th- next exactly, to the kitchen. A little sort of like raised up area in the back corner where the bed was, mm-hmm. and in that little bed area was uh, picture windows around the corner. Yeah, and it opened up under the river, and it was just a great apartment. Yeah. And of course, she has great taste. She decorated it very well. Oh, she had yellow. It was yellow everywhere. Mustard and, I loved and gray. Yeah. yeah, I loved mustard and gray. She had a beautiful apartment. Um, she found her, like, we talked about the fact that she got a divorce in New York and now mm-hmm. she's remarried to a fantastic guy. I've met him. We've met him on Zoom. Can't wait to mm-hmm. meet him in person because he's so, he's just like, they're made for each other. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous and it's disgusting. But so um, we stayed there for a while. Uh, she graciously allowed us to stay there mm-hmm. rent free as long as we took care of her doggy, which yeah. was a joy. And that was a great time for me because so I can loved... we just celebrate good friends? Exactly, good I friends. Mean, you got to make good friends in this life because they'll get you through it. Because that's the thing. We may have screwed up coming in and going out, but we also got in and out because of good friends. Kristen and Tracy. Tracy put me to work. Yeah, it was interesting because Tracy put me to work as her office administrator, which led me to being a financial bookkeeper, which led me to having a apartment and a job when we got to L.A., mm-hmm. which was our saving grace. Turns out I'm terrible at financial bookkeeping. <laughs> Not good at that. Um, I just don't have a brain for that. But yeah, that's what led to that one uh, sight unseen apartment, because my boss at Tracy's firm, which she now owns, is um was had a contact here in LA who I started working for her. She was crazy as something. Uh, she was crazy. She was full crazy. Like I don't know. It was just I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. She looked like Laura Dern, but she acted like I don't know. But anyway, enough about her. Now we got to that first apartment that here in LA that was sight unseen. Well, before we get to that one, I just want to touch briefly on that. Brooklyn apartment that we stayed mm-hmm. in because that place was crazy. What, Cobble Hill was the, was the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? I mean, my God. I always said, if we could just have the money to live here, can't we just do that? Because mm-hmm. Cobble Hill is beautiful and amazing. But that apartment was not. Uh, it was like rundown, very like 
Hipster it rundown had, chic. Okay, so it had plywood over the windows. Mm-hmm. It had did not have. We were on the third floor. It did not have stairs. The stairs were made out of cinder blocks. Yeah, they were like temporary stairs that never got replaced by real stairs. We get in there. There's no bathroom door. Like, it was a curtain. It was a curtain. It was. I remember specifically. It was a shower curtain yep. that had a map of the world on it. One of those cartoon yep. maps. Um, and they had a lot of Russian propaganda everywhere. They sure did. And, um, they also had bumper stickers everywhere that were like free Alonzo or it something. It was, it was like, it was like, yeah, something like free Alonzo. I Googled it. And you remember how the Central Park Five were wrongfully accused. It was clear they were wrongfully mm-hmm. accused. Um, like, and people were like, free the Central Park Five because mm-hmm. they're wrongfully accused. They do not deserve this injustice. I Googled it. Alonzo, it was pretty clear he did it. Yeah. Like, I was like, whatever the crime was, it was a bad crime like that. And it was like, free Alonzo. And I was like, and it was like all this Russian propaganda in that crime. And I, and like, I was like, what are we doing here? And correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Russian propaganda everywhere during Trump's presidency when we were all like, Trump. Like won this was election. Was it Trump's president? It I was his so. president. Seven twenty seventeen. When we yeah. were learning we that were, Russia helped him win. We so. were yeah. It was the last part of twenty seventeen, and we were like, it was just you know everything was in flux in that moment. That apartment actually depressed me for yes, six it did. months. Like but something I, about it, I loved. <laughs> I I I couldn't get over it. Like it nearly broke me. Mm-hmm. Like that energy in that apartment was terrible. Like I nearly went in and never came out from that energy. It was bad. There was something very, very bad in that apartment. And that makes me very sad and also weirded out because there were so many times, like for me, I would just stand at the window and look out. You could look out. It was right on the river again. Like, so you looked across the river at the financial district of Manhattan and at night and it was lit up and the snow was falling and it would just give me the warm fuzzies. Yeah, I I never got that. It was bad. It was terrible. And the bed was super comfortable. Yes, it was. But everything else, I was like, we got to get out of here. Like I was... And it took me six months. I was I was pretty crappy here in L.A. for about six months, too. Well, yeah. From the energy from that apartment. We got out of there, and we got to our first apartment here. Yeah. so uh, Which was near Dodger Stadium. Um, and now I'm back again. I drive in our old neighborhood every day because yep. I vaccinated at Dodger Stadium. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. Because my boss at the, um, at the uh, bookkeeping firm owned this building and that's how I got it. I remember in that crazy crappy apartment, I was on a job interview and he was like, how's everything else going? And I was like, well, we still got to find a place to live. And he goes, well, I got an apartment building. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. We were like, yes. what? <laughs> and you, cause I remember I was like, well, that might be where, you know, and you were looking at me and I was just like, I don't know. And so I got that apartment building. So I, he quickly was like, you suck at bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. And I got, and I started working at universal studios and he's like, Oh good. You can go now. You're yeah. laid off. Yep. Uh, I think he was very conscious of like, you're renting for me. I can't uh-huh. lay you off. And now that you've got another job too. Cause I, he started cutting back my hours little by little. And I got it. So I got another job and he's like, yeah, you can go now. Thankfully. And then for another year we rented from him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. It was pretty. It was in a kind of dirty neighborhood. Well, we're, um, we're running into a theme here, which is that apartments might be nice, but your neighbors might not be. Oh, yeah. Our neighbors were full psycho. Like, he tried to fight me. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, there was just... And, like, and then we had the guy downstairs who is the world's fastest Etch-A-Sketch artist. Mm-hmm. Which it, is not a lie. His art is beautiful. He's got a great artist. Yeah. But he was crazy. He kept being like, I'm friends with this celebrity. And I, th- I want to put you in a show. And I'm like, I don't believe you. You drive a rickety old truck and live in this neighborhood. And you're always like living in your van out in the parking lot rather than in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the summertime, that apartment would get over 100 degrees. My, yeah. It was hot. Terrible. Like I, it was awful. And Lauren Hathcock came and stayed with us during that summer. And she was like, your apartment is hot. And I'm like, no shit. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it came time. We were finally ready to move because we it took about two years to gather our bearings here because it's expensive to move from L.A. to New, oh, New yeah. York to L.A. It's expensive to move from New York to L.A. for sure. Um, so we gathered our bearings and we were just about to move. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So well, we did move and we moved during a pandemic. I recommend it. So if you're thinking <laughs> of moving, if you're thinking of moving to a new apartment, do it now because I guess the pandemic yeah. is about to, you know, we're about to move on from that uncertainty of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
So go ahead and move now. We're, and, you know, we moved to this new apartment because we were like, finally, we're going. We were looking at different places, Pasadena, North mm-hmm. Hollywood, Burbank. We were looking at moving into an, a, a suburb of proper Los Angeles. And we just found this place in Burbank. And we were like, I feel good about this. And I love living in New Burbank. And I'm glad that we did because oh, yeah. I had my first um, dating experience with someone in... Uh, in Burbank, mm-hmm. and I would spend a lot of time at his house, and I just fell in love with Burbank. You know, Koreatown versus Burbank. Yeah. I was like, I love Burbank, um, and I'm glad we're here. And we met some friends here at this apartment, and you know, we've met. You know, we we've had a good year here, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of casually thinking maybe it's time to move to another apartment. We knew that we would spend some time here and then move on to a more permanent home. We just didn't know that it was going to be in 2021, one right. year later. But we're there. We're moving again because the people in this apartment building, it's a cute little apartment building. It's way overpriced for what it is. It is. Um, but it is cute. Uh, uh, we found out through through the grapevine from the neighbors that our specific unit, uh, about six months before we moved here, it flooded and would not stop flooding. And now the like the tiles on the floor just keep popping up. Um, yeah, but somehow we have not had any plumbing issues. We haven't issues. had any plumbing issues. I mean, they, they fixed that. Um, but yeah, it's just a little too small for what we're paying. And we, we did, we outgrew it cause we're, we're in a space now where our lives are coming back to a space mm-hmm. of thriving yeah. a little bit, knock on wood. And, um, so, and our neighbors are crazy. Everybody who lives here is crazy. I don't crazy. know what it is about this place. This um, place is bonkers. Yeah. Like this. So the, the, the complex is split in two across the street. There's one larger complex, and then we live in the smaller complex. Yeah. And we like to call this the reject complex. Well, our neighbors call well, we called it the reject complex because we thought all the normal people lived across the street. Mm-hmm. Apparently, through I've heard through the grapevine that's not true. It's just everybody's I mean, lunatic yeah, in this whole unit. Um, and our neighbors that we made friends with, uh, hello Joseph and Chris, hmm. they um, they call this the slums of Burbank. And it's because pretty much Burbank. True. I mean, if you've been to Burbank, it is a nice little. It's a, it's a mix of all-American, like, cute little Main Street USA-type situation, but it's also got Warner Brothers, Universal Studios, Disney Studios, and the Burbank Studios. It's got all these studios. This is where the studio system kind of thrived uh, in Burbank. So it's, it's a nice... It's still very Hollywood, mm-hmm. but it's like Main Street USA Hollywood, and I love that. And it's 10 minutes from Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood proper, Los Angeles, just over the mountain. Um, so it's it's nice. So I'm glad, and we decided to stay here. We were like, let's yeah, look. We, we were wanted. about to move to North Hollywood, and we had found two very good apartments. We found one in Burbank, and we found one in North Hollywood that we were gonna do. And you just stumbled upon this new or this other listing, and you're like, I want to go check this out. Like we were working through two bedroom, two bathroom, um. Laundry and unit, central heating and air, everything. We had everything we, we had needed on, in that list, and we were working through it because this is we've yet to have central heating and air ever. Mm-hmm. I think we had it in that house when I was living with Sarah and Michelle, Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Sarah and Jenny. But um, we, you and I together, have never had central heating and air, so that was on the list. Must have full stop. And you were like, "Well, let's look," and it didn't have all the things on the list. But we were like, we and you and I both were like, this is where we should live. Yeah. I want to live here because it sounds on paper better than what it is in a sense because the the square footage is a thousand square feet, which is the same as the apartments we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a one and a half bath rather than one two baths. It's got two bedrooms. It does have central heating and air, but it is technically a two-story down townhouse yeah so it sounds like we're i mean and it is a full upgrade it's a mm-hmm, full totally. life upgrade i'm excited to go there um it's a house that beckons to have parties and i cannot wait to have and but when i say parties for us it's like eight people max finger foods and some games a soiree it's a soiree um well, we're gonna have them. We're gonna we're gonna check your vaccination card at the door. Take mm-hmm. your mask off. Let's have fun because we've been through hell this year. Hello. Uh, what do you think? Are you what? Tell me what you're excited about about this new apartment. I just the image that I keep getting in my head is like one of us like coming down the stairs, ready to go to work. Like I don't know, just like filled with a desire to get to life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I 
it sounds real cheesy, but that's it, the only I way. Mean, everything I've got in my head about this apartment is super cheesy, and like I I'm, love it. Like I'm nervous about building it up too much in our heads, mm-hmm. but I also know what we're walking into, and we well, do kind of have to be realistic in the sense of like we might still have annoying neighbors, and mm-hmm. we might still have to like deal with. Well, little, little annoyances here and there in the apartment. Yeah. But we've never lived in a place like this. Well, and I keep thinking, whenever I get like too worried about building it up too much in my head, because we haven't, because here's the thing, we've seen the model apartment. We've never seen our apartment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is, it's not a sight unseen. We know exactly what the, what the footprint of it's going to look like. We know exactly everything about it. We just haven't been in this specific unit. Which in a way is kind of exciting. It is very exciting. But whenever I get, um, get, to where I'm worried about building it up too much in my head. I think about the facts. The facts are there's no one living above us. Our ups- mm-hmm. I said this to you the other day. I said, do you know that our upstairs neighbors will be us because that's where the bedroom is mm-hmm. or the bedrooms are. Um, and I said, also the fact is regardless of what happens, that apartment is exactly double the space we have in this apartment. So we're going to have more space. We're going to have central heating and air. We're gonna have. We have a fireplace. We have a full kitchen that is w- much better than this kitchen. Yeah. Uh, we have a half bath downstairs, a full bath upstairs. We have, yeah, stairs. <laughs> we do have. St- the thing that I'm most uh, excited about, really, is just getting in there and figuring out where to put everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The only thing I'm gonna require of the, of the um, movers is this stupid bar cabinet it's gonna go against that wall because i don't want to have to move it again Mm because it's so heavy and it's carpeted it is carpeted and and some people aren't you worried about carpet i'm like i'm actually getting more and more excited about having a full carpeted house um i i'm excited about that because it's hard to keep hardwood floors clean sometimes it's just dirty and guess what with carpet when you drop something get that stain up as quick as you can and then once a month rent a carpet vacuum or a carpet shampooer thing from Lowe's for $30? Mm-hmm. Maybe not once a month. Maybe like once every three months. We'll see. Yeah. Well, if you want to do it, you go ahead and <laughs> do it. Uh, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And it feels it feels like a turning point in our living. Because we've worked very hard to get mm-hmm. here. We've worked very hard to navigate New York, to navigate LA, to navigate our jobs, to get to a place where I am have the freedom to perform and do things and also and you have you you have started a business over the course of the pandemic um so we i mean 2020 put us through hell and this apartment is weirdly perfect for me to run that business out of funny Mm -hmm. enough and it's it's weirdly perfect for me to do my stuff out of too yeah it's all you know and we've a couple of times in the past come this close to renting what would have been a perfect apartment for us at the time. Mm-hmm. And something just made it fall through yeah. every time. And, and so this time and it you didn't. and I were, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't pass out more from holding our breath. I know because we were like, we've been here before the perfect apartment and they say no. And to the point where once I knew, like once I got the call that said everything is good. Yeah. I was still like, Oh, I hope, I hope we get it. And I would have to remind myself, oh, wait. We did. We did get it. We did get it. We did get it. We just have to wait because they said it wouldn't be available till April 23rd. And that's when we're moving. Mm-hmm. But I I have to remind myself, you know, and I think that's that's a problem that I think a lot of people in America are probably going to have for a very long time now. Is that you have to remind yourself that sometimes things go your way. Yeah. They just go your way. Knock on wood. See, I, it make and I like it makes me nervous to even say this out loud on the podcast. But sometimes things go your way, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can look back at the work you've done and know that you've earned where you're at. Mm-hmm. You've earned the life you're living now, and Hello. that's okay. And that I think is such a great place to end the episode because yeah, I mean that that's, well, that's really the, the message. Yeah. That's the message. I mean you. You, we've taken you through our moving journey, and I hope I hope we'll be there for years to come mm-hmm. in this new apartment, this new townhouse. And I just I'm I'm so excited. I am too. And yeah, that's the point that I had in mind from the beginning when I wanted to talk about this. Uh-huh. Is, like I said, yes, I know it might just sound like we're flexing, and in a way we kind of are. But we're also hey, bragging if it's true. We also wanted to just you know let whoever might need to hear this to let you know that. It can work out. Just keep going, keep mm-hmm. working, and uh, don't 
don't put yourself on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just get out there and do yeah. the work. Just do the work and enjoy where you're at, where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lesson hard learned. But, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, you, that's a lesson hard learned for you. But for me, I'm the opposite. I have to remind myself, I deserve this. You never yeah. had trouble just nope. <laughs> finding it, figuring out that you deserve it. You had trouble looking at the life you had and then accepting it for yourself. I mm-hmm. had trouble accepting that goodness and good things are okay to have. Yeah. I hope everybody is doing well. Vaccinations are coming full force, so go out and get your vaccinations if you're eligible. Uh, in, a, in California, you are eligible if you are over the age of 16 after April 15th, so go get that vaccination. Keep wearing your masks because I know it's annoying, but the CDC says that it helps. The, the government, the World Health Organizations, the ever, the... You know, everybody, they're saying it helps. So keep wearing the masks and also keep your distance. We don't get too complacent. But also, if everybody's vaccinated, have a, have a small gathering. It, it helps your soul. You've got to see your friends again, you know. So start small and keep going because we're, we're almost there, guys. Take care. <laughs>